Oh my god, D, you're such a fucking fag. Please, 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 can you do your nunchuck routine in front of your phone and film it for us and put it on the sick and wrong page, please? I really want to see you whipping those nunchucks around, you fucking tool bag. Hey, Harrison, I'm glad you're getting help. Love you, dude. D, go fuck yourself. Fucking keep it sick and keep it wrong. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I am one of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm Harrison. Harrison is back. I'm back. You're looking good. Looking really uh, salubrious, healthy. I I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. So wait, so uh, are you completely clean? No alcohol? Yes. No weed? No yes. no Nothing? Nothing. It's tobacco? Tobacco, yeah. You, you, oh, wait, you're still doing tobacco. You can't quit things and not smoke a lot. Was, okay, caffeine? Everyone, yeah. Caffeine's yeah, fine? Caffeine, yeah. Okay, so but yeah. any, all the illicit substances? The alcohol I'm toying with. I'm toying with, I'm, I'm going to... Go without it for 90 days, see how that goes, you know, because I never really had a big problem with alcohol. It wasn't a big issue, but I'm going to give it a shot because I, I think better. My psych meds kind of work now. So, oh, eh, you know, that's, that's probably a healthy idea, especially when right. you get out of rehab. Maybe it's a good idea, You've been, you know, clean for what, 30 days? Yeah. So it's probably a good idea to carry that on for a bit uh, longer. I'm sure my, you know, our listeners will have a lot to say about this. You know, <laughs> yeah, a lot probably. Of great opinions. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of listeners are like, "Is the show going to change now mm. because Harrison's not on drugs?" <laughs> you know, like, people tend to do that. Right. Uh, before we keep, keep going here, I want to say uh, um, big introduction here to uh, your bio dad, Stephen. Stephen, I'm glad to be on the show. Stephen, Thanks, uh, welcome to Sick and Wrong. You're Thanks for being kind. on the show today. Uh, are you, so you're just in town on vacation. What's going on here? No, I just flew in uh, from Tokyo. I was there for a few days on business, and I thought I'd come back through LA and see Andrew, especially as he's oh. emerged from hibernation. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. Um, you, I'm, I'm assuming you've been to LA a few times before. Oh, yeah. I've been here many times. So what, what do you think of LA compared to, like, I don't know, New York? Like, what's, what's your favorite city in the U.S.? Favorite, probably Austin. Oh, Austin, Texas? Yeah. All right, you know, I've never been to Austin. I've always wanted to check it Me out. Me neither. Yeah, I've always wanted to check it out. But what do you think of LA? On a day like this, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, but, you know, when the smog hits, when you're surrounded by ocean fog, um, or when a few weeks ago, I gather, you had some really bad storms here. Oh, yeah, no. Maybe it, not it, so good. It's funny because it's like, you know, in the UK, it rains, what, like half, like three quarters of the year, probably, it rains. I'm not even sure. It rains a lot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of rain here. You get rain for like three days straight in LA and everybody freaks out. Yeah. Because the city just, it can't sustain rain. And so things start flooding, like parking garages flood, you know, and like everybody's freaking out about everybody it. Everybody runs their cars into walls. Yeah, they, they, they forget Water's how to drive. Water's falling from the sky. They get scared. It, it, it's, yeah. it is ridiculous. Like, because I, I mean, I've, I've lived in San Francisco. I moved, moved here about five years ago. And like San Francisco, it rains all the time too. Very similar to uh, London. 
you know, except it doesn't get that cold. But, uh, but you know, people are used to driving around the rain. It's L.A. They have no idea what they're doing. But, yeah, you know, L.A. is on a, on a – typically it's beautiful weather. Like today, beautiful weather. It's like, what, like 80 degrees outside. But just think about L.A. when you're stuck on the 101 for about two hours in traffic. You're breathing in, like, yellow smog. Then think about how beautiful LA is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's a, it's a good it's a good city. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Too it's kind of fun. Yeah, he's like leaving tonight and still had time to come on do the there show. There we go. Yeah, That's squeezing cool. it all in. I know. I'm surprised Harrison would torture you this way, but <laughs> hey, why not? Um, so yeah, so uh, you get out of rehab. When did you get out? When did you get out from the the pokey? About five days ago. Five days ago. Oh yeah. So you called in, or maybe you texted me. Said you were extending your stay because you met a lady. Yeah, I don't really want to get into that. Okay. Um, Do they allow that type of No, uh, they don't, actually. They watch you like a fucking hawk. So you're not allowed to They watch you every two minutes. Yeah, you're not allowed to... It's like you sneak holding hands and shit. It's like you're (laughs) fucking 12 years old. It's ridiculous. So you gotta... Wait, do do you like pass notes? Like, how'd you meet her? Uh, well, she... Well, first of all, let me just say, D, that I, I, I heard the episodes, you know, while I was in there, right, that you did... And oh, and it's, I was it's, talking a lot yeah. of shit. And the, yeah. the, you know, the rehab, it's not quite the harmless Brazzers fantasy you imagine, okay? <laughs> it's, uh, these are women, these are women who get the DTs if they don't drink, okay? Oh, these are okay. serious yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. women. They don't fuck around, okay? Yeah, yeah this is kind yeah. of, a, although they're kind of your type, though. I mean, yeah, it's, but it's, yeah. you know, it's weird because it'll be like, the one I went to was very small, so it'd be like there'd be one girl there. And it's like, can't you see what I'm telling you? I love you. You know, so it's very like you're, all your emotions are coming back. And here's a woman. And then all of a sudden you're just trying to impress her. And it's a whole fucking thing. But what, what do you guys, I mean, what's a typical day in rehab? Do you have to wake up, go to like your morning session? Yeah, you go to group counseling. Sometimes they'll take you to the beach to walk around. Sometimes are you they, guys near the beach? They take you to the gym. Yeah, not too far from Malibu. Oh, okay. You know? right. yeah. Um, so yeah, they take you to the gym. The food is great. They have a chef. Oh, um, nice. That's good. You know, it gets pretty boring a lot of the times. You're just reading and drinking a lot of coffee, smoking a lot of cigarettes. So they're not trying. They don't have like a religious agenda. No. Okay. No. No. Because so no. I was wondering about that. If you're going to go through and try to like wrong all you know or uh, right all the wrongs that you've committed and tell everybody like, hey, I'm sorry about this. I'm in stage two here or something. I'm still figuring out my shit. Uh, I've I've in while I was in rehab, I created my own religion. Which, oh, okay. Which I'll get into another day. All right, all uh, It's right. a whole thing. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, you know, I've heard Scientology's on the decline. Did you hear about this? I did. Yeah, less people. Like like now, I think their membership's under 20,000. So maybe it's time yeah. to get a new cult. New we cult need, we need a new cult where the head of the cult will just mercilessly beat you for no reason. And That's I think good. I'm the man who can do that. That's good. Yeah, get I'm a the man for the stick. job. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so you, in other words, you had a lot of free time. Yeah. Mine's kind of going crazy. You can do, I mean, they take you to NAA meetings, but they, they're like, you can do it whatever way you want to do it. Just find something that fucking works. Basically. So were you in, uh, in the slammer with any uh, celebrities? No, but I spent a week in detox, which was like in a hospital before. And basically, there's, there are people whose job it is basically to just take you downstairs and light your cigarettes. That's their whole job. Because it's like you're there. There's like unlimited candy. You're detoxing. Everybody else is detoxing. If you go to two groups a day, the next morning they give you a pack of smokes and they light your cigarettes for you downstairs. And it's great. 
Wow, that's a job. Yeah, that's crazy. Are you? Are, but are some people are, like? Are there various de- like varying degrees of uh, detox? Where it's like some people are like, eh, I can wear my street clothes, go outside and smoke. Or other people are like shitting and pissing themselves in bed. Other people, well, they medicate everybody, but still, there's some people that are like, yeah, I'm in a wheelchair and I have an IV of fucking vitamins because wow, that's how that fucked I am. Yeah, some people are just like, whoa. So are you walking around in street clothes, just kind of hanging out? But how was the detox process? I mean, was it rough? No, I've never actually done. Well, I guess I have kind of done that, but it wasn't that bad for me. It wasn't that bad. Really, wasn't that bad. So after five days, they give you a lot of Ativan. You're sleeping a lot. You're watching South Park. You're eating candy. It's fucking fine. (laughs) They bring you breakfast in bed. They give you cigarettes. Jesus, I had a great time. They really do treat the drug addicts quite yeah. well. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about like like Chuck Palahniuk movies or like yeah. Fight Club when they go to like all these different uh, you know recovery groups. You're like, oh, it looks like at the in the basement of a YMCA. No. This sounds great though. No, it's not like the guy from fucking Three Dog Night going into fucking treatment <laughs> at Cry Help or something. You know? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, this sounds nicer like than a typical Betty Ford clinic here. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. So uh, did you have so in detox? Did you have any celebrities in there? Any uh, no celebrities? Um, but you said attractive women, though. Oh yeah, lots of attractive. Yeah, women. yeah, yeah. There were a lot of weird. There was a lot of like Malibu's most wanted types in there. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, like yeah, yo, yo, I'm a gangster, but they're not. You know. <laughs> and then there are a lot of people. Like Jamie guys that look like Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Okay, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I can see that. Um, and then there was there was a lot of weird sex happening in the detox. I, God knows where and how, but it was with yeah, the younger what would kids. Happen, though, the younger if you get kids. caught like having sex, uh, you get kicked out. You get you're booted. You're yeah, done. They kick you out. Wow, yeah. God, they're strict. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess they have to be yeah. though. I mean, if you think about it. No, and they and once they find out there's like a thing between like oh there's a real Sam and Diane thing between these two, they fucking watch you like you're you know <laughs> you're done. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Wow, they watch you like you're fucking the voice or something, you know? I didn't I didn't realize that they were uh, that strict. I kind of figured like, you know, it's sort of healthy to at least have a bond with somebody or a connection. No touching. No touching. No touching. <laughs> Stop so touching. You were wearing a straight jacket at any time, were you? No. No? No, because you can leave at any time. But if you leave against medical advice, like I said on the call, they still get the money for the rest of the time. Well, and the, and so that was something I was definitely wrong about. I thought it yeah. was like five grand a week, but you're you were just telling me that it's twenty five hundred dollars a day. Twenty five hundred dollars a day, and you're in there for thirty days. Yeah, yeah. That's and here's insane. And here's the big secret that a lot of people don't know. It's that uh, you know they only expect to get half of that because it's a fifty percent insurance copay, which means insurance pays half and I pay half. They're going to bill me three times, but it never goes to collections. Oh, so because they, oh wait, they never turn. If it to they collections? send things to collections, no, they get no clients ever again. So they don't. That's the big secret, and they're not even legally allowed to tell you that. Wait, is this every rehab, or is this this the one every rehab, that rehab you went to? at least in California? I didn't know that. Yeah. So you what? How many? So how much did you pay? Three grand, not a pocket. Three grand. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get billed? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get billed. <laughs> so what do you do? Just throw it away? Yeah. Wow, out. that is uh, yeah. what a scam. I know, right? It's hey. a crazy industry. It's a whole crazy business just full of weird How do they make money then? How do they uh, People exist? make a lot of money. I mean, they get half of tw- they get what 1250 a day a day. You know, they get a oh, lot okay. of fucking so, so, money. And I'm sure some of the people in there can pay and they yeah. don't care about There's it. There's a shit ton of money in this business. It's crazy. God, hmm. yeah. we should almost look into opening up a sick and wrong rehab. <laughs> I know, it's not, yeah. it doesn't sound that bad. I mean, we have all of our callers clearly need help wow you know so so uh steven um 
what, what, how do they deal with this in the UK? Like they stick you in London dungeons, stockades. Like what do they do for uh, drug addicts no, in the UK? We, we moved on a bit since uh, Bedlam, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> now they, there's uh, the usual range of clinics from the ridiculously expensive celeb clinics in somewhere in South London. I think it's called the Rope Priory Clinic to uh, less expensive. I imagine they use the same kind of techniques. So, okay, same kind I've, of thing. I've never been in rehab, so I don't know. Yeah, well, neither, neither have I. Although I've had a lot of friends, and my brother's been to rehab several times. Yeah. But he's always been to like the 12-step thing. Most of the people I was in there with, it was like their fifth time doing Our rehab. fifth time in rehab? It was my first time. Well, I thought you'd been to like day rehab. I went to a detox once. Oh, it detox doesn't count. Oh, okay. It's not a resident thirty day residential. Well, hopefully, you know? hopefully it's the first and last. Yeah, It'd be good to know. <laughs> the chef was telling me the story. You know, she she was she's a recovered addict, and she's just talking about how much like, it sucks to wake up and realize you're in rehab, especially if you've been in multiple times. And she was like, one time I woke up, and there was this guy with a big swastika tattoo on the back of his head putting up Christmas decorations, and he turns around and goes. Merry Christmas. And she's like, no, I'm in fucking rehab. God damn it. <laughs> so I think about that Christmas Nazi a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could imagine. It's quite a story. Yeah, yeah that's kind of, yeah. Nobody wants to be in rehab for Christmas anyway. No, no. I mean, what do, do they, what do they do for holidays? I don't know. Something depressing, I'm sure. Yeah, I wonder if like they, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they, if they let families come over yeah. and spend time with the yeah. inmates. Well, so you know, you really find out who your friends are, D, when you're in rehab <laughs> as to who comes to fucking visit you. You know, you, know, you was, really do. You really do. It was do. funny because Lenora called me up. She was yeah. like, I'm going to go visit Harrison. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could. But uh, he calls the show. We talk about yeah. him. It's, it's enough. <laughs> but, well, we were texting back and forth. Oh, yeah, we were. We were. Did you have to like smuggle a phone in your rectum or were you able to? I switched like, it out. Style? I did the old switcheroo. <laughs> I switched it out with a fake phone when they when they gave me with like a broken phone that I had with oh, me. Oh, so they took the broken phone. Yeah, they took the broken phone. Then I kept the one, the working one, the rest of the time. And so wait, I mean, is that contraband? Like yeah, it's they, contraband. You're not supposed to do that. Wow, I have to you're do. You're not allowed to have a phone. Yeah, and I can only there's cameras every you know except in my room and in the bathroom, so you can only use it where there's no camera, so they can't see. Wow. Did yeah. you have to sign some 300-page contract that oh. said you're going to obey by all these rules? Absolutely, yeah. What were some, were some of these rules, like, outlandish? Um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff like you can't be Facebook friends with anyone who works there for two years after you leave. <laughs> and, you know, uh, if you leave against medical advice, they still get the money for the full 30 days. Yeah, And yeah, all, this, all this other shit, you know. Were there any... Um, there were a lot of people who left against medical advice. Most people do, I think. Did you make any friends in Rehab other than this girl? Oh, yeah. There was an Armenian guy who was a, you know, like a car thief. Uh, he was great. <laughs> we're friends. We're like, you know, lifelong buds now. So. Well, people say you make the best, like, drug connections. And, and actually professional connections in Rehab. The, it depends on which one you end up at. If you end up at a shitty one, that like, the counselors will sell you drugs there. You know, oh, okay. if you're yeah, in a yeah. shitty rehab. So it depends on where you go. You but know? I mean, did you make professional like industry oh, yeah. contacts? Yeah, I met, I'm going to get into do some, I think, voiceover acting uh, through this woman I met who is a Sony executive. I've always know? said he should do. He's got a great radio yeah. voice. Like, just I've got, broadcast. I've got a face for radio. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. So that, were there any, okay, one more question then we'll yeah. move on. Were there any like altercations? Like, did you see anybody like that the orderlies had to come and like, Put on a straight jacket at, to the padded room. At detox, there were because there were some. Yeah, there were some. There were a lot of people from like New Jersey and New York in the detox that were just like yo yo yo, and they're like getting into fights and shit. That happened a few times. There were like two guys, these two idiots fighting over this girl. 
because um, like one of them fucked her or something like that. It was ridiculous. Romeo and Juliet And it was like, they're like, code gray, code gray, stay in your rooms. And I was like, and your emotions are all over the goddamn... I mean, you heard me just from yeah, the calls. No, one God. call, I'm like, this is great. And the next call, I'm like, I hate everything. So I'm, they're like, stay in your room. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm not staying in my... And I get mad. And it's just total chaos. I, I wonder, do they censor things? I mean, in, is the library carefully selected so there's like no copy of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or anything like that? Yeah, you'd think they probably would ban that one. Pretty much, yeah. Any, they don't want anything to trigger people. You know what I mean? So, uh, so like they didn't show train spotting. No, they didn't. Like that, no, no. That was, yeah. <laughs> Did they have a library? Uh, no. Was there a movie night? Uh, yeah, you can watch a lot of movies. Well, they have the the one the residential thing I was at. They just had like Spectrum full package on demand cable in your room. Yeah, so you could just any Simpsons episode, bam, you just get it. Any fuck, you know, any stars HBO, whatever, <laughs> any kind of show you watch it on demand. Well, you'd think 2500 bucks a day yeah. you should be getting I mean, that. you yeah. should get it, yeah. Like, you... I, I figured it out. Like, I'm like, I, whenever somebody was like, well, I don't know if we can do that. I'm like, I'm paying you $1.75 a minute. <laughs> That's like a 90s phone sex fucking rate, you motherfuckers. Were you allowed to uh, just have your laptop and go on the internet at any time? It'd or... have to be monitored. Oh, okay. There'd have to be somebody watching me when, it, you know, I, they're like, you can have it for an hour a day. And that shit pissed me off. God, so no red tube then? No. No. Wow. How, no. Where do you imagine? I've been celibate for five weeks, Jesus D. Christ. I've been celibate for five fucking weeks. Man, that would make you crazy. Yeah. 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 God, that's insane. Yeah, nothing. That's what close monitoring does. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm basically like Jack Nicholson in The Shining at this point, you know? Wow, yeah. I'm yeah, having yeah, conversations with imaginary bartenders. You know, I could, there's an I could, old lady in the bathtub making yeah, out. With, I, I don't know what's going on. Full on stir crazy. Right. I would have gone, gone full on insane. <laughs> I guess I mean whatever. Bring some books to read or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, people might remember uh, your bio dad from the dogging call that we played. Man, uh, do you remember that? I do remember. Uh, not quite sure that was why uh, why I was called on that one, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nor, nor why you know, that should be my first appearance on the yeah. show. If, well, you've been mentioned before because we've talked about the UK and Harrison going to the UK. But I think that was the first time like we actually played the call. And uh, we were talking about dogging. What is your experience with dogging? Have you ever Zero. done it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever driven by, though, like going home? Because you guys live in the country. Have you ever driven by and be like, there's some dogging going on right there? There is um, on the main uh, route that I use to go down to the country. There's a lay-by by the side of the highway, which is supposed to be a dogging site. But <laughs> when you drive by fast, you can't see anything. You know, but how do you know what's supposed to be a dogging site? Is there like a website you go to and be like, uh, here's all the local dogging areas? Uh, this one was in the newspapers. <laughs> oh, it was some, so they had actually arrested people at the yeah. site? So dogging's illegal then? Uh Public indecency is illegal, oh, okay. and different policemen define that differently. Uh, I think also it depends who complains. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I, I guess I could see that. Have you ever? Do you have any friends that uh, that dog? It's not a dinner table conversation. No, it's, so, a, no. <laughs> it's something you keep under wraps. I, I could have. I just don't know. <laughs> wow, that's funny. You would. I, I just could never see anyone engaging in that type of behavior here. Like, sure, gay people going to rest stops. That's totally normal. Or going to like some park or something, engaging in like group sex there. But I couldn't imagine a girl being like, you know what? I'm just going to climb in that car and just start sucking some dick. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't see that happening here unless she's a prostitute. Or With something. like four weirdos watching. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, yeah. it's sort of like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's. 
It's not accepted, but I mean, there's women that don't have qualms about it. I don't th- look. I don't know. I don't think the women <laughs> go by themselves. I think they go. They're taken along by their partner. I like how you're the the authority and dogging. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no you, you, I'm sure that you're a, you've got plenty of listeners out there who know a lot more than I do. Yeah. I'm sure after this they'll be calling in with their uh, dogging stories. Yeah, probably yeah, a few yeah. website URLs and and uh, and their their essay they wrote for psychology majors at university. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, the women who go are accompanied by their boyfriend, the uh, Yorkshire Ripper. You know, so. There you go. So, uh, what, what's the uh, current sentiment on uh, on our U.S. president in the U.K.? Now, I was told by Harrison that, yeah, we're, that, we're, that yeah, this we're was avoid a, the topic. We were going to avoid this topic. I guess, but I mean, yeah. we have an English person here. I wouldn't mind seeing. Like, what what are what's what are people saying? And like. Uh, like a normal conversation, like, oh my God, you can't imagine what Trump did today. Is it yeah. something like that? It is exactly like that. The coverage um, has been off the scale. It, it's just like a complete breakdown in reality watching this. Well, you'd think the UK would have a field day because you guys are so into tabloids and that type of thing. You'd think it's like, this is the funniest thing that's happened in a long time. Yeah, but you no longer have to make the stories up. I mean, it's just right there. Well, that's kind of what it's what it's happening here. It's like you hear the guys in South Park being like, satires become reality. It's kind of not funny anymore. Now it's just a horror show. Um, but however, I'm, I'm thoroughly entertained. I'm, I'm looking forward to, we were just talking about this off air, is what's going to happen with the Daily Mail and the Melania suit? Well, that could go any which way, couldn't it? Um, you know, if you, ask, if you ask me, I think the Daily Mail kind of deserves it. In a sense. They're a kind of tabloid. Yeah. I'm and- sure that they have a risk budget. Oh, you think, you know, they probably do. I don't know. I mean, how much do they get insurance coverage for this? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the libel laws in the UK are stricter. So, I mean, much must be. So what, 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 do, what do you think will happen with that? Uh, my guess is uh, there'll be a settlement out of court. You think a settlement? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I'm surprised they would even wade into those waters in the first place. Because it's like, you know, Trump is notoriously litigious. And it's like to go after and publish something, you know, so defamatory about his wife. It's like. You guys are just asking for it. Yeah, but equally, I mean, I don't think that Trump would want his wife to be in court. And a whole lot of things could come out that he might not want. So at the right price, a deal gets done. Yeah, I'm thinking they probably will. And I'm sure the Daily Mail settled similar suits in the past. I mean, they tend to uh, publish a lot of salacious stuff. So yeah, it's like I'm, th- I'm thinking they probably do have National some kind Enquirer of... National Enquirer does, so... Yeah, sure. and I, you know, I'm sure they probably do have some kind of, like, uh, you know, insurance or something for it. Now, the question that Harrison and I were chatting about the other evening in the car is, what do you think happens when Trump is sitting down with Sean Spicer? Does, <laughs> does Trump say to him, look, I'm going to say a lot of weird things. Half of it isn't going to be true. It's your job just to uh, cover my Spin back it. on this yeah. and, and uh, suck it up. Or... Um, does Spicer just have to deal with it anyway? I think it's the latter. I think yeah. I think Spicer goes into these press conferences kind of blind, and it's just like, mm. I haven't heard about that. I haven't heard about that. No, nope, first time I've heard about this. Mm. So instead of actually going through and saying like, oh yeah, we talked about this beforehand, I've been briefed, and I'm ready to uh, mm. present this information to the press, he's kind of like, yep, didn't know about that one. Next question. So why would you take Deflection. the job? I don't know why. I mean, the, the guy chews like what, like three pounds of bubble gum a day? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the, the guy must be so nervous. But he's going to be in rehab soon, isn't he? 
He's probably just going to rehab for the bubblegum consumption. Right. You know, that guy? Yeah. Who knows? I think I, it's funny, Cause every, too. Yeah, because he must get in there and they're like, uh, how do you respond to the uh, president's earlier comments that dinosaurs uh, still live in uh, Argentina? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I got to say, though, I mean, it's like, you know, the whole eight years of Obama, sure. Life might have been better then. Life might have been a little more stable. But I wasn't as interested in reading the news. Like, now it's like, if I get to work, I turn on, like, CNN or, um, you know, whatever, Google News. It's just like, wow, look what Trump did today. That's pretty funny. Mm. You know, so at least I'm a little more excited. I think people are more excited. Now we, we question what's fact and what's reality. Yeah, well, here we are in the entertainment capital of the USA. Yeah, that mm. is true, yeah. Yeah, the young kids are reading Parmenides again. Everybody's excited about the nature of reality and what it means. Yeah, right? it's, like a, it's like an episode of Black Mirror. Right. True. <laughs> anyway. All right, well, um, let's move on. We have some news to get to. Uh, we have some phone calls come up next. Um, actually, some of this news has to do with uh, a couple of UK stories, so your insight would be appreciated. Uh, but before we get to news here, uh, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got a few news stories to get to here. Uh, the first one, a couple people sent in on Facebook, but I also was reading about this on some other sites this week. So apparently there's a Fitbit for your dick. Have you heard about this? The smart condom? No. It's not even a condom, really. But it's a a sex wearable that's, that is coming out that can track your performance. Could they not call it a dick fit? Why didn't they, why didn't they just call it a dick fit? A dick fit? Well, yeah. I think the, the icon is i.con. Okay. I mean, it might be a little mm. more commercially appealing, I suppose, I than a fit dick. Okay. <laughs> but that's kind of more or less that's what it is, Right, though. sure. You know, I, I don't, I've actually never used a Fitbit, but mm. it, what, what is it? It's like a, a, a device, like a watch or something that measures like your pulse when you're exercising. Yeah. How many steps you've done? How many steps you've done? Do you have one? I, I don't, but I, yeah. I know a lot of people do. They're all neurotic. They've got to do their 10,000 steps. Yeah, because they, they, they have such anxiety about it. They've got to track everything all day. And they get yeah. really anxious if they haven't done their 10,000 steps. 10,000. God, seriously, I'm going to commit suicide. I'm going to snuff it if that's like the most important thing in my life that I need to track. But this is, I find this to be somewhat disconcerting. It's just weird that you would want to track your sexual performance right and then i'm what i'm wondering about it what are people going to do with the statistics yeah you can't really you know post that on facebook like people do like runners maybe do, they are maybe you know? they will i don't know i mean it's just yeah. like is it just another way to inflate the male ego or are you supposed to like be like, like dude guess how many thrusts i got last night and it's right. like compared I, I don't know so mm. it's called the i.com the icon a smart condom that collects data about your business um, as if people don't have enough anxiety around sex, now you get data to analyze yeah. how poor you are at having sex. Right, or um, how often you fucking jerk off, you know? 
You know, I don't, That's, they, you know they don't mention that if uh, yeah. you could use a fit. I, I'm assuming you could use the icon just for your own personal stats. Of course. Yeah, but in yeah. these days of data protection, you're going to need permission from your partner, aren't you, if you're going to use this thing? Well, I don't know if it's giving any... Well, actually, it's a good point because coming up there. There is one use mm. for this. I think that, that is somewhat useful. But I'm not sure if it's giving any data about your partner. I think it's data about yourself. Mm. Like, well, here, I'll get to it. So it's not actually a condom. It's a ring that attaches to a condom. Right. And hopefully it's clean before each use. The mm. device talks to an app on your smartphone. So there you download an app on your iPhone okay. to, pro- to provide information, like how many calories you mm. burn while having sex. It actually provides details on the speed of thrusts, total number of thrusts, the frequency of sessions, the total duration of sessions, and the average velocity of uh, your thrusts girth measurement and average skin temperature do you count thrusts do you count your thrusts i do not count my okay. thrusts i've never either. even cared about how many thrusts i feel I've like had. i feel like there are a lot of people like ocd type people that do count their thrusts i feel like pe- i feel like this happens a lot <laughs> Wait, you, you, know? mean, you think people actually in their mind are thinking ah, 57 how many oh yeah do you or think, the woman, either do you, one. Do you think Somebody. women? Do you think women are actually being like, yeah. I only got oh, this 20 thrusts this time. This guy's 57. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I count orgasms. Okay. Joking. <laughs> I'm lucky if I get one. But mm. I'm saying it's like, who would actually, like how anal do you have to be? Right. To be like actually thinking about like, I only got 10 thrusts this time. Right. Or 30. It was just weird. Well, it depends but, on whose finger's in your ass, basically. <laughs> you know? I mean, really. But on. I mean, what I'm saying is like, why do you need this statistical information? What is it going to do for you in the end? Stats are fun. Look, maybe it's to help, you know, if you suffer from premature ejaculation, you can build up the number of thrusts gradually. And, and then and you can actually... Tra- I would be so weirded out if I went to, like, my dad's house and he had, like, a whole statistical graph and chart of, like, yeah. his every sexual encounter. I'd be like, Dad, this is weird. This is yeah. weird. Don't you think any woman who, who no. saw this would be this it's is like, weird? It's like money ball for your balls, basically, is what we're doing here. That's what's going on. Yeah, but are you, like, looking at that, you know, before a new sexual encounter being like, I'm going to have to break this. I got 50 mm. thrusts this last night. I'm going to get 52 tonight. Yeah. Like setting goals for yourself. So is this FDA approved? I mean, what about the, how you got to get... Well, do Electric- you guys have an FDA it's in just England? a cock ring. It's actually a British, this yeah, is a British innovation. Yeah, but there's electrics in here. You could get... You'd get a shock. And, I mean, I don't you know, know. They I have mean, vibrating cock rings, right? That's well, what's, a thing. what's interesting about this is it goes. It's fun. I guess it goes on top of it, attaches to a condom. So I don't know if you could use it without a condom. Uh, if, or if that would. So I'm thinking maybe through the condom, it can actually, you know, fry safety your measure. Dick. Yep. Yeah, that's safety measure here. So one of these features, though, and this is what I was mentioning before could be groundbreaking here. The icon can provide information about potential STI contractions during sex. How? So it actually, the ring has an antibodies filter, which has to be changed monthly, kind of like a Brita. Right. Um, and when the filter detects proteins or antigens associated with an, S- an STI or STD, it's yeah. capable of identifying and sending an alert to your iPhone. Right. So which leads me to think, isn't that a little too late? Yes. It's like you're sitting there having sex, right. counting your thrusts. You get a, you know, bing. Well, you find like, out. She's you, got gonorrhea. Yeah, you find out you have the clap like an, a day before you normally would find out. Right? Yeah, but yeah, I thought you said this was with a condom. So maybe you didn't get the STI. You just knew she had it. Yeah, but I mean, some, some, uh, but even with a condom, like you can get like crabs. You can get, uh, you know, uh, herpes. Can't you get herpes without using a condom? 
I don't know. Or with using a condom? Can it count my crabs? <laughs> like, I don't know if it counts if crabs. I can do that. Then, I don't know. You got 30 they pubic pretty lice. fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's weird. So what do you do? It's like you're having sex and you see that. Do you just stop having sex or do you continue? I, don't, I would rather not know. Right. Personally. It's like, you know, if you're wearing a condom, so you're, I'm assuming you're probably not going to get gonorrhea. Right. Well, it'll be like, gonorrhea detected. And be like, Siri, what are my odds of getting gonorrhea during this sexual encounter that's happening right now? Odds are 47%. Ging-ging, you know. I wonder if you can somehow, like, you know how, like, you can assign specific ringtones to certain callers? Right. I wonder if you can do the same thing, but with uh, venereal yeah. diseases. You know, yeah. if it's like syphilis, it's like It'll, Rick James. Right, yeah. <laughs> super freak. Yeah. yeah. And it's like super freak starts playing. It's like, yeah. okay, we're done here. Yeah. Yeah, this, this sex session is done. Oh, shit, it's Journey. <laughs> now I have AIDS. Great. Great. So get this, the smart Ooh. condom will retail around seventy four dollars. Seventy four dollars huh. to buy this thing. Yeah. And uh, you can actually register now to be notified when it goes on sale. It's not on sale. Order yet. now. Yeah, it's not out. But they say it's gonna be available around Christmas, which is good. Is this a fucking so. Kickstarter product? No, it's a, okay. it's been approved. I mean it's right. in it's in production. It All just right. hasn't come out yet. And if you're worried about privacy, British condoms, that's the company, British condoms, they say all data will be kept anonymous, but mm. users will have the option to share their recent data with friends or publish it on like Facebook or to Well, luckily we now live in a world where no one is worried about privacy, so it's fine. <laughs> Nobody cares. I just wonder if like dudes now are going to be comparing dick stats. Yes. I, I find that just really just yeah. unsettling. Gay guys at least. Oh, I get, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, that, would, that would work be. there too. They love that shit. Yeah. Comparison Look, it's stats. just an extension of stats. I mean, people have been comparing stats for thousands of years, haven't they? I, I guess I could see that, but I, I just feel like these are stats that are just, do you really need these? <laughs> I mean, why not just keep track of it yourself, you know? Mm. But hey, who knows? Anyway, what, what do you have here for the second story? Band uses enema, leaving fecal matter on stage during fundraiser at Houston Venue. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> What started as a fundraiser for a man battling cancer turned into a health hazard situation after volunteer performers defecated on stage, the venue's owner said. So wait, they're at a fundraiser for a guy who has cancer. Yeah. And then the band that they choose to perform or that they, they hired or whatever shits on stage? Shits on stage. How is that Maybe going not to the help? Best venue. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, how is that going to help raise funds? It raises awareness. I now know I, this guy has cancer. Is it colon cancer? Uh, that's a good question. Oh, okay. That's a great question. Well, I'm just saying that makes yeah. a little more yeah. sense. Uh, they don't specify. No, if it, colon ca- <laughs> colon cancer would make total sense. I'd be like, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So Amy Stanley organized a fundraiser at Avant Garden. It's a great name, Avant Garden. Avant Garden. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's like a fucking you know surrealist Olive Garden. That's yeah, what it sounds like you know. <laughs> Unlimited breadsticks. Yeah, in your mind. Uh, In Montrose Friday, for a friend who was undergoing treatment for cancer, she called on several bands in the area to volunteer their time. I was expecting everything to go smoothly, she said, except it didn't. I heard some yelling, and I came in and was just shocked. Performers with a group called Sonic Rabbit Hole administered an enema made of a protein shake. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like a healthy, you know? Yeah, I was about to say, it's kind of a a healthy enema. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Stanley said she's seen the band play before and had no indication anything out of the ordinary would happen. Maybe this is like a new act or something. It's like they're trying something new. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So fecal matter was everywhere. (laughs) It smelled so bad, the bartender was throwing up behind the bar. (laughs) She said, they stepped on it, so it was all over the venue. What's funny about this to me, so this is where, in like Houston, Texas? Is that where that is? Houston. How many people are showing up at this? Like probably what, like 20, 20 people, yeah, 20, 20 people. people. It's like, what are they, tr- who are they trying to impress? It's like, they think they're channeling their inner Gigi Allen here yeah. coming out. And, but I mean, what, what are they really, all you're really doing no, no, is they got the press coverage. Yeah. So I guess YouTube. they got the press Hi. coverage. Yeah. Hello. Now, now I know about Sonic rabbit hole. <laughs> I'll never go online and listen to them because I don't care, but I'm never, I'm never going to go see them live. Yeah. Michael Clemens, a member of the band admits he that he used the enema on stage. Wasn't that the name of the guy who, from In Excess, who like fucking hung himself? It's Michael sh- Hutchins. Okay, yeah. all, right. all right. Like, he's still alive! And, and still I wish doing he would have done an enema perverted on stage. things. Yeah. Uh, now, I did administer the enema, but I evacuated myself in the restroom and flushed, Clemens said. He said the idea <laughs> was not an act of protest, but one of performance art. But I mean, what was it like... In between songs, was it like during a song? It's unclear here. But hmm. he, when asked why he did it, he said, that's a tough one. As an artist, I get an idea in my head and execute it. <laughs> you know this so, guy lives alone. Yeah. Or maybe with an, an unfortunate cat. Right. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. You have two of them. Well, I don't tend to shit on them. Right. Yeah, it's good. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Lemisoff disagrees, saying it was an act of vandalism and it conveyed no artistic expression. It was something that was ex- especially unwarranted at a charity event. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes no mention of who the fuck Lemisoff is, but, you know, there you go. Well, the thing is with Gigi, like, Gigi did it, obviously, to provoke the audience, but also right. that, that, you know, people went there expecting Gigi to come out and do something mm. outrageous, like punch someone in the face, mm. or cut himself, or take a shit and throw it on people. You know, whereas like this bar, this band is just at some random indie rock club and they're like performing for a fundraiser and then they take a shit on stage. What did they expect was going to happen? Well, the, actually, the, the place had to close. The bar had to close the bar immediately had to close after. Down. Yeah, the fundraiser ended early. <laughs> this guy is dying of cancer. He's like, did you raise the money? Did you raise the money? No, you're not going to believe this. You <laughs> a know? funny thing happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what did they do? Did the band just like clean it up? Uh, nope. Nope. The uh, the staff missed out on tips. Uh, now the woman who who's organized the fundraiser ha- is hoping uh, people will step up. The public will step up. So good luck with that. Well, what do they want the public to do? Oh, the public give money like, for give cancer. Money yeah, it. is there a, like a website? We should probably promote that. Or do you think the guy's dead already? Uh, he's dead. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, they, we, they had their yeah. chance, but unfortunately the band took a shit on stage. But the venue's all, all cleaned up, so that's a plus. Oh, okay, they're back, to, <laughs> they're back in action. Yeah, we don't, need, we don't need to contribute to the GoFundMe of the fucking cleaning up the goddamn restaurant. <laughs> there was, there was a guy, a performer in uh, San Francisco in like the early aughts. His name was Extreme Elvis. Yeah. And what he would do, he's kind of like Gigi Allen, but an Elvis impersonator. He's a big fat guy. He'd come out wearing an Elvis suit, and that was this thing. You never knew what he was going to do. 
He's going to come out, start singing Suspicious Minds, yeah. pull his dick out and start peeing on people. Okay. Uh, a couple of venues, he did actually take a shit and just throw it on people. Huh. And it became a thing in San Francisco because a lot of hip, you know, he was like getting a lot of uh, publicity. So a lot of hipsters were coming out to check him out. Right. And you never knew what he was going to do. Huh. He, I remember at the bottom of the hill, uh, he came out and just took a shit in his hands and just threw it all over these reporters. Yeah. And so people freaked out. He was banned for that club for life, really. Um, but, I, you know, I actually saw the guy. He was on my old radio show a few times. Really nice mm. guy, actually, surprisingly. But the, the most extreme did. thing I read last year was the, the Russian artist who nailed his lower lip to the middle of Red Square. Yeah, I oh. heard about that. Did, yeah, he did. He just like, and people could walk well, by. You do it yourself, yeah. But, <laughs> but this yeah. dude, like, when you went to go see Extreme yeah. Elvis, you didn't go up the front row. You sat way in the back. Yeah. Because you knew he was going to do something disgusting. Well, I mean, that sounds. I mean, I, I can't tell you how long I've wanted to be uh, massaged by a turd while somebody sings <laughs> Jailhouse Rock to me <laughs> right up fucking close. He missed your chance on that. I know. What the missed fuck? The boat. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so the band split immediately after this before the police even showed up. They were gone. <laughs> I think I blame the IRA. You remember they had the dirty protests in the 70s in the H-block jails in Northern Ireland? But they went, were they just like... All the, the IRA prisoners in there uh, stripped off naked and smeared their excrement everywhere on all the walls and the floors, and they were just walking around in dirty old blankets. And they God. were like this for months and months on end. And the surprising <laughs> thing is nobody got sick. But I think it did mean that if you were a prison guard, it was a pretty unpleasant experience. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I did a hazmat suit. Wow, well, but, the, that, but that's a testament to the resilience of the Irish right there. It's true. Oh, yeah, but these, the IRA is serious. Yeah, 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 that's like... Well, in the American prison system, now they call that a Tuesday. A Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that, that's pretty much what happens. <laughs> Just like everyone's throwing shit. You know, everything's on fire. It's well, fine. You know, I, the thing is, though, I do think it's kind of, it, it adds a whole new dimension to a band performing something like this. Right. When they actually come out and take a shit on stage. I don't think I would have been disgusted and ran out of the venue. I'd have been like, what's going to happen here? Right. I might look up this video on YouTube. Who knows? I think I definitely would yeah. be encouraged to do that. So. Where you were talking about a performance that you put on. Oh, my. Yeah, I did. Yeah, a, what? I put on a play in college that I'd written called Beach Blanket Hitler. What type of enema did you use? Well, I didn't use an enema. <laughs> but I did have a prop that was Hitler's brain because in the play, Hitler's brain produced all the amphetamines in the world or something. So the br I had a rubber brain filled with spam, just filled to the fucking brain with spam. And at the end, the, somebody smashes the fucking brain. And that what happened was the spam went all over the fucking place. Did it like spray over the audience like a no, Gallagher No, but it was all over the It was all over the fucking stage. And the next act was this like dancer who just slipped on it and just fucking fell on oh, a rat. just totally bit it. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> I felt like such an asshole. Because I was like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, for somehow I didn't think of spam going everywhere. I was just trying to remember my line. I don't know. I'm you know? picturing some woman that has like spinal paralysis now, <laughs> just being like this yeah, fucking like, dick. It's like the, the you know the stage direction exit stage left pursued by lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah. So, um, well, hopefully this guy was able to raise funds somehow. Right. Should probably do a follow up on that. All right. Well, Indeed. there's a GoFundMe. Oh, there is a GoFundMe yeah. for the guy. GoFundMe.com/slash Zoning Out Benefit Show. 
Zoning out benefit show. There All right. Go. We'll, we'll wanna... have to check it out. We'll see. All right. The third story here uh, came in from Devin on uh, Facebook, who I'm assuming is probably from the UK. He says, I know Harrison's in rehab, but did he actually move to Ireland and become a postman? Okay. So we'll see here. You know, there's a lot of like English-specific details in here that I might actually ask you to, uh, to explain. There's, there's no amount of deviancy that these people don't think I'm capable of. It, it's funny. Anytime, and they might be right. Yeah, anytime there's some kind of deviant act referenced in any of these stories, they always assume it's Harrison. Yeah. I'm off the hook because it used to be me. Right. But yeah, now they're just kind of like, no, it's Harrison that does all these, engages in these deviant acts. Yeah, like who's uh, running around Wisconsin in a clown suit jerking off cats? Yeah. It's Harrison. It's Harrison. You know? And they always kind of try to put it in like some kind of witty way to introduce the story. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, actually, no, he didn't become a postman, but we'll see why this guy thinks he might have done that. A postal worker who pleasured himself through a letterbox caught on CCTV making, quote, unwanted delivery. Ah. So a letterbox. Explain that to me. It's not a mailbox, right? No. Uh, so there would be a slot in the door with a little metal flap and the postman would put the, uh, the letters and the parcels through this flap. And this thing is probably about uh, uh, three foot off the ground. So it's three feet up. So this guy has to crouch to put his... Todger in there. No, no, he can stand up. You think? He, oh, you think he could, it's large enough where yeah. it's like waist waist level? It's waist level. Three foot up. The slot is three foot off the ground. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, I guess yeah. it is about waist level. Yeah. So that almost makes. Is it how large? I guess how wide is the opening? So the opening is maybe uh, yay wide, about a foot wide, and about three or four inches high. Plenty of space. Plenty of space. But you know, he's got to lift the metal flap. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some, sometimes. <laughs> On the inside of the door, there's another metal flap, which is spring-loaded. And you, you'd have Ooh. to be very careful about the spring-loaded spring one. Yeah, yeah. You, so is this coming from experience here? <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot about this. Um, so is it, they don't have mailboxes in the UK? It's just all these... No. The postal workers go the, right up to your door and throw it right yep. in your... And, and so there's also a big problem in the UK about uh, postmen getting bitten by dogs. Because they have to walk down the garden path. Oh, and they yeah, come yeah, up, so yeah. you have to actually... End. Wow, God, I couldn't imagine that. Like here... I mean, it depends on apartment buildings. They'll actually come in and sometimes deliver packages over here. But usually most homes just they go by a mailbox. They don't the even car. get out of the van. Yeah, they don't even need to. Huh. All right, so this was in uh, Ireland here. A, formal, a former... He's former, he doesn't work there anymore. A parcel force drivers expressed enormous shame and regret after performing sex acts in the letterbox of a house in Northern Ireland. His name's David Camlin, 52 years old. He pled guilty uh, last week to three counts of damaging a door and a floor. So damaging a door and a floor. Oof. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> that'll, that'll be caustic yeah. to a floor, yeah. So apparently, uh, last August, a man who was having work done on his late mother's house became suspicious after observing a puddle on the floor just inside the front door of the house. So that's that's kind of uh, that is suspicious. That's a little weird. This is just a one-time gig, was it? No, it happened several times. Okay. Uh, so he became suspicious because I'm assuming it's happening uh, several times. He installed a uh, CCTV camera to identify the culprit in footage that showed a parcel force van pulling up outside the house. The man then walked to the door, placed his penis in the letterbox on the front door, and on the recording, he then appeared to masturbate through the letterbox. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it's good to see somebody get into their job, though. You know, <laughs> really get into the work they're doing. This guy's going above and beyond. Yeah, like he's nice. a, yeah, he's he's got pride here. What, what is the motto of the U.S. Postal Service? Something about sleet and snow. <laughs> Even in rain, sleet or snow, sleet or snow yeah. they always. You know, deliver your porn. Come onto your yeah. fucking uh, sweepstakes <laughs> mail. In yeah. Ireland, we'll just get drunk and fuck your letterbox. Yeah. That's what happens there. Um, the incident lasted a few minutes before the man got back in the van and drove off. What, what happened? Was he looking at porn, you think? Or did he just go in there and just get off on just violating the, a letterbox? The Land's End catalog, probably, you know? <laughs> just on top. You can't help yourself. So, on a second occasion, a few days later, the man went back and started uh, having sex with a letterbox, and he looked up and he noticed the camera. So that put uh, that would that would suck. I mean, right. That's got to be some coitus interruptus going on there. Uh, so after police examined the footage, uh, they interviewed the postman, and he denied urinating, but he admitted masturbating. So oh. he said, "I think at first they're like, you know, did you urinate?" And he's like, "No, that that was that was semen." So, which I'm surprised. Like, would you just say, like, no, I, okay, I really had to pee, and it just was an accident. Yeah. But I don't know really what, what you could say in that sense. I mean, they have you on camera. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't you know. You say nothing is what you do. Get a lawyer? Yeah, get a lawyer and how, say nothing. How do they deal with this in the UK? I, I know libel, you have to prove yourself as being innocent. So, if you're accused of masturbating in a letterbox. Oh, but that's going to be a criminal charge. So okay. The, the, the police and the uh, Crown Prosecution Service will bring the charge. <laughs> what I love about uh, about the I guess the English judicial system, everybody has to wear the wigs, right? Uh, no, only the judges in the high courts. Oh, the lawyers and, and the lawyers, lo- and, and lawyers appearing in the high courts, barristers, yeah, barristers, barristers, barristers. Yeah, but uh, it, I think in magistrates' courts it doesn't happen. Oh, okay, so you think this guy, his lawyer or his barrister, is probably wearing the wig? Uh, if it, depending on what court this was in. That's in Northern Ireland. Yeah, and the judicial system's slightly different there, so mm. I don't know. And it's got to be somebody's job to just powder the wigs. Like, <laughs> I'm the wig powderer. How you doing, love? You know? Who well, powders hope, the wigs? Who guards the guardians? And what, wait, where you do you know? buy the wigs? Oh, there are, there are stores you can see in oh, the area. At, at this part of London, uh, just off Fleet Street, where uh, <laughs> all the, the main inns of court are, where the barristers all have their chambers. And there are special shops which sell lots of legal books, but they also sell gowns, wigs. How, and, how much are these wigs? Like, I have no idea. I'm, can, sh- I'm can, sure you get a second-hand one on eBay. Do you have to have like a law degree or pass the bar to get one, or can can I just go get one? No, no, you can go buy one. I think I'm going to do that next time we go to the UK. Yeah, that's going to be great. Well, I think it adds yeah. some kind of level of like professionalism to the show. Well, I can just you know I can just <laughs> finally live out my destiny as a fucking 18th century dandy fop. You know, like oh, I'm going to jerk off on your mail and play the harpsichord all afternoon. No. You know, so. so describing the act as spontaneous, he could offer no other explanation. Okay, so it's, you know, something came over him. You know, as someone who hasn't ejaculated in about five weeks, <laughs> this story kind of turns me on. So. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's it's just funny. I mean, right. was it a sexy letterbox? Like, I, I don't know what what happened. He just came over and be like, you know what? I just feel like sticking my penis in your letterbox. Well, you know how the, like the fronts of some cars look like faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be that. You are not going anywhere near the Prius, right? 
<laughs> yeah, but, you know, this is not without risk. I mean, what happens if somebody opens the door from the inside while you're doing this? Well, I'm worried about the spring-loaded flap on yeah, the other yeah, side. Too, yeah. yeah, yeah. And who knows? What if there's a dog on the other end? It, it, indeed. Yeah, you know, they're, they're definitely, yeah. But maybe the risk heightens the passion. Right. Yeah, that could be part of it. So a prosecutor told the court that the injured party estimated the cost of this incident to be 5,406 pounds. Come on. But yeah, but the judge here questioned this amount. Yeah. And the property mm. owner didn't provide the court with any invoices. I just mm. think that's egregious. Yeah. 5,000 pounds for a couple puddles of, of cum inside your door. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so the guy's, the guy's claiming here that he paid over 1,000 pounds to replace the door. And he had to employ the services of a cleaning doctor. <laughs> and, and he had to get the camera installed. But seriously, what, would you replace the door? I don't want this door anymore. It's a whore. This door is a whore. <laughs> I can't look at it anymore. It's been befouled by yeah. an Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I think he's obviously psychologically traveled. It was too difficult. <laughs> um, you know, at, at one company I used to work at, uh, uh, there was a couple who were caught having sex late at night. Uh, about 9.30 at night after they thought everybody else got home. On the in board, the office? In the office, on the boardroom table. <laughs> oh, and, wow. And uh, the nighttime security guard uh, caught them at it, and the word went back up to the CEO, and uh, he said, sell the fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> well, because at that point, you know, everybody in the office just, would have a nickname for it. He just couldn't think about having board meeting after board <laughs> meeting on this table anymore. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I guess in this guy's defense, this is his mother's home. You know, it's his late mother's home. The mother's got to go, you know, open the letter, you know, Wait, pick up the mail. She, his late mother? Yeah, she apparently she's she dead. died. Yeah. So she's this not opening the happen. She's dead. She doesn't care. Well, you now know? I guess it doesn't matter. And I mean, right. he's selling the property anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Um, the owner claimed that uh, he had been unable to rent the property because of this problem. So losing out on rent of 450 pounds a month. So people are like, okay, there's mailmen that are violating the front door. Right. You know, you might possibly get a penis through the letterbox. I'm not going to rent it. Yeah. So maybe that's the case. I'm not sure. Um, the defendant initially been suspended from work and he later resigned. I imagine you probably get teased a lot, especially yeah. in the U.S. I don't know if they do that in the U.K. Maybe. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, he's currently being supported financially by his wife, which I'm amazed that that woman stayed with him. Right. Although she probably is used to this type of these type of shenanigans, so who knows? Uh, the solicitor said that uh, Camblin, the postal worker here, couldn't really explain what had happened, but suggested that work-related stress may have been a contributing factor. Is that how you typically deal with stress? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you must have been kind of stressed out at the rehab. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, you weren't fucking the letterboxes, were you? No, no. Yeah, but it's so. like, I, you know, every now and then I'll almost like beat someone to death for looking at me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that becomes a real possibility sometimes. So so the, so the 4,000 channel TV 24-7 didn't mellow you? Not quite. It's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough for me. Because I, I, we can come in every 20 minutes, you know? Oh, yeah, so you couldn't even I, really I can't do even it. put on the fucking porn. You know, there's not enough. Well, you had I like your to take my time. phone. I like to take my time. <laughs> uh, the judge said that in the pre-sentence report. It's quite clear that the uh, defendant here to express enormous shame and regret. The set of circumstances was simply inexplicable, and it was a one-off, not a repeat thing. So he said the defendant should pay compensation but ruled that 500 pounds was appropriate. Sure. So the That's guy fine. resigned, and he only had to pay 500 pounds. Okay. 
But yeah. still, I mean, now he's got a nickname. It's embarrassing. Yeah. How are you going to get a job? I would that? move. I mean, yeah. he probably lives in a small Change town. Change your name. Change your name. Something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Move to Los Angeles. Right. Yeah, move to LA. <laughs> we condone that. We'll make a movie. You'll start right. a reality show here. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Dick slots. <laughs> People send your stories. Stick around podcast. We have phone calls coming up next. 323 522 4032 is that number. Before we get to our first call, though, here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. People, we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, the first call we got here. Is, yeah. This was interesting. I was going through the calls, and we got like six calls from the same number. Right. And I'm thinking, usually when that happens, I just delete them all, because right. I don't want to encourage some weirdo to keep calling the show. Right. But then I listened to it, and this guy actually like knew you. Like yes. I was like, this guy's got to be a, a friend of Harrison's, or someone you grew up with, because he was saying things about like you in, in on the East Coast, in high school, just weird things. Yeah. And yeah. like some of the calls were kind of unintelligible it sounded like he was just either high on meth or in jail i don't know what the deal was <laughs> so i sent the calls to you being like do yeah. you know this guy yeah and oh, so uh, um, I do. yeah you edited out some personal information yeah i uh, edited out his name too uh let's just call him the king the king All right, let's All call right, him the, the king. king and what, yeah. what's the deal with this guy uh he's a friend of mine i've known since high school Okay, so it is a high school yeah buddy. and uh we were g- g- we were going on to do this deal that involved this opportunity that involved shipping marijuana across the country. And, um, I Wait, was like from the West coast to where Florida. Oh, to Florida. All yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, well, I, I was going to do it. And then I was like, Oh, I have to go. <laughs> so like, I have to go to, I have to go to rehab. What wasn't this Cheech and Chong part two? Were you going to make like a truck out that, of weed? The van was van? made of marijuana <laughs> and then it's on fire as we're driving down and the you, fucking you freeway. Two, uh, drug addicts were going to drive it. This and sounded like a brilliant idea. The highway patrol gets all groovy. <laughs> even though they're chasing us, it's a whole thing. You pick up some hot seventies chick on right. the highway. Yeah. Hitchhiking. Yeah. But anyway, it turns out I couldn't do it. Because of rehab. Okay. And I think it didn't go well for him. Oh, so he was upset that you... Did he do it anyway? Yeah. Well, I don't get what this master plan is. He was going to buy a bunch of weed from somewhere in the in, on the West Coast and then drive it to Florida. Don't they have weed in Florida? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's price, dude. Is it you know? garbage weed out there? I don't know. Yeah, sure. and it's, they don't have the, the products. They don't have... You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. They, they do have I don't know if you do you smoke marijuana uh, did you ever I couldn't possibly comment oh okay <laughs> and uh, it, it's funny because you know in Michigan you can get good weed but right. you don't get California grade yeah. weed and I remember when I moved out here yeah. I got like the best weed I could possibly buy for the drive it was like I don't know $300 for like a quarter yeah. 
a quarter ounce. Or, I don't know what it was. Right. It, was a, it was a lot of weed. You know, a quarter pound, actually. We got like a ton of weed. Drove out here. And uh, my roommate was from Northern California. And he was like, why are we smoking this garbage? And I was like, what do you mean garbage? This is like the best stuff I can get in Michigan. Like my dealer charges a lot of money. This is good stuff. And he's like, no, this is good stuff. And he brings yeah. down like this you know, fluorescent green purple crystal weed. And that's normal. In yeah, California, sure. You know, well, I mean, you don't gotta understand the. You know, if you know somebody who has a farm or who has access to a farm, you can get some good fucking prices. You yeah. sell it for a lot more somewhere yeah. else. So, hypothetically, this is all hypothetical. Okay, <laughs> we're not talking about something that actually happened here. We're this is a fantasy. This is a porn parody. This I, is all I a porn still, parody. I, I can still picture you guys talking at like three in the morning. Yeah, like all high out of your mind. This is a brilliant plan. All right. It had it had its flaws. I th- I think it could be a Judd Apatow movie, right? Personally, sure. Yeah, you, right. maybe you'd be played by Seth Rogen. Yeah, it'd just be fucking forty <laughs> minutes of Seth Rogen laughing would be the film. All right, so the guy okay. called in, yeah. and he's angry. He is an angry man. Yeah, this is just one of them. Hey, this is again. Uh, I had something funny. This damn it. It was something about Ja Rule. Ja Rule came on the serious radio, and I was like, oh, I got something to say about that book. How to do with Harrison. Uh, Wait, Ja Rule, the rapper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, it was like, um, Harrison was such a pussy about, he was like, oh, I'm a junkie, but I go to NYU, or I'm like Ja Rule. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second here. Is he comparing you to Ja Rule instead of like, you know, just being like a whack he's, rapper? He's really drunk, D. He sounds intoxicated. Yeah, but I'm he's just very saying, what, what type of. I'm just trying to, to figure out the thought process here. Is he saying if you were a rapper, you would be Ja Rule, not Method Man? I literally have no idea what he's fucking talking about. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying he's like, yeah. because you're like, I think he's trying to make fun of you for being like a junkie. I'd like, to think I'd like to think I'd be old dirty bastard. Yeah, I, would, I was about to say, I would be offended yeah. if someone's like, you're like Ja Rule. Drunk and monk know. style, you know. <laughs> I don't I'd know. rather be like too short. Yeah. I'm like Ja Rule. <laughs> I shouldn't be driving. Jiving. Driving. Oh. He shouldn't be driving because okay, he's driving while he's saying Wow. This. Oh, yeah. okay. Very drunk. Very drunk guy. Uh, Harrison is a pain, pain in the ass right now. He, he, he's uh, blowing my phone up with these uh, like biblical verse, biblical verses. He's like, he, he's uh, like trying to like uh, make me go, you know, tell, telling me the right right thing to do, and it's like the fuck, Harrison. So no, none of that is no, none of that is what I was doing at all. Okay. Did you send him a biblical verse? I didn't send him a biblical verse. All I did was he was like, "Now we need to do this through the mail," you know. And oh we wait, just, wait, this is he still wanted to do the plan. Yeah, yeah. Even though you went to rehab. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, I wasn't worried about who was sending me. I was worried about him sending it. I'm like, you know that this text can be subpoenaed, and you're basically establishing intent for fucking federal mail fraud, right? 
That's but did you do I'm it? not I'm telling him the right yeah, I'm but, just okay. trying to help him I'm just trying to help a man I'm just, what I'm trying to figure yeah. out were you saying this in like a biblical type of speak like thou shalt not no. send marijuana through the man like, <laughs> so why, why, why do you think biblical verses I have no idea Moses has yeah. said <laughs> so, yeah. so I love how this I accidentally sent him a link to the book of Job you know in between my sensible legal advice I don't know I love you know? how like it it took you a 30 day stint in rehab to come to the conclusion that this guy is not the partner you want for some insane it, weed deal it, it seemed like a great idea before at that before yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. after like I mean, after I rehab little... it's like okay maybe I was high when I thought this was a good idea I didn't really do the due diligence okay <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you I don't know who did do the due diligence, but you know, hey, I don't know if there was no, any diligence at all here. He's the most successful ex-con I know. Oh, so all right. That's you know, good. makes more money than you. Yep. All right. Yeah, there I you go. doubt it. A lot of people yeah. do. Harrison um, gave every kid in Harrison, Rhode Island, special K when we were fourteen years old. And then he introduces all to heroin, and like four, like ten, ten people died. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Now that's a serious allegation. That is a serious allegation. So, wait, did you like bake like uh, cupcakes with special K in it and just give it to all the For, kids? First of all, I didn't give anybody shit. I was selling it. All right, I'm not, I don't give away special K. <laughs> and I wasn't 14; I was 16. Oh, okay, so you were 16 years yeah. old. You showed up. You I got. I had a source. K. I had the. You know how you get the bottles of the liquid special of the ketamine straight from the vet. Yeah. For cats and subhuman primates only. It horses, says right on the thing. Okay. They shoot horses, don't they? Uh, yeah. So you get the thing, and then you uh, pour it out onto a plate, and you uh, boil some water, and then you steep. You put the plate over the boiling water, the steam, and it turns into crystals. And you chop that up into powder, and then you split it up into bags, and you sell it. All right. Yeah, that makes and sense. I made a lot of money. I financed the fucking trip to Europe. How many people died with that money? Nobody died from Special K. <laughs> How many okay? people got diarrhea? Probably a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I gave people too much, and people did fall into K-holes. I mean, that's, you know. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, yeah. that happens with K, though. Now, what he's referring to about the me, well, let's hear some more of this. Right. And see what, yeah. And, like, four, like, ten, ten people died. <laughs> Harrison killed, like, 20 people. That, come on. He is at fault for, like, 20 deaths. Young people. Hey, you like Jim Jones. Him. I guess so. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, oh, I lost that. Okay. So I did introduce a lot of people to heroin in this town. But if this were, you remember the film The Lost Boys, right? Mm -hmm. I yeah. wasn't the head vampire. Okay. But you're, but you're, oh, so you weren't Kiefer Sutherland? Or no, Kiefer, I was Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. You were Kiefer. I was Kiefer Sutherland. I wasn't though. the guy. Okay. You know? All right. And first of all, these were people like me. These aren't people who are going to go on to invent a fucking new heart valve or something. <laughs> these are <laughs> so you weren't hanging... like you know these are like the Rosencrantz and Guildensterns of fucking you know New England. They're yeah, not... but he's making it sound like you're a predator, like hanging outside an elementary school, being like, "This kid has a promising future." Not no. anymore. No, 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 no. no. Okay. You know, I was I was doing it. I was like, "Hey, you guys want to do this?" And it wasn't like they all died then. It was like over the course of the next ten years. Some of them o overdosed and died. Well, okay. Well, then, you know? so then he's presupposing that they wouldn't have found heroin elsewhere, right? Like through another avenue. They, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things he's presupposing. 
you didn't shoot them up. No. But you might have given them an yeah. opportunity. Yeah. I introduced yeah. it to them. Introduced them. Yeah. yeah. But somebody introduced it to me. You know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't think you could. You got to kill Dracula. Blame. For, so he's he not blaming Dracula. you for these uh, deaths. Well, let's hear what he says here because I think he goes walks it back a bit. Like twenty deaths, young people. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> Fuck! Delete this shit. And we didn't. And we just played I it just, on the air. We just played it on the air. I'm not ashamed. So now is, is he a fan of the show? Does he listen to the show? Yeah, he's a fan of the show. So he, he was just gonna, mad at me. He was he, mad at me. Now I think he's going to be even more upset. He's probably going to be making very fun upset. of him. I'm not making fun of him. Well, I you didn't identify him, but we've been, he's we've a great been guy. mocking. A little bit yeah. of ridicule going on here. He, he just accused <laughs> me of murdering 20 people. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know. so is he still going to go ahead with the plan? No comment. No comment. No comment. I mean, well, this is all hype. Look, the king. Let's not get into what the king. Why does. don't you introduce him to nigga face? I think these two could get, probably get along swimmingly. I think he's already past that point in the country. Oh, he's in past. His trip. Oh, okay, he's yeah. past that. So, well, uh, there would have been a good. It would have been a meeting for the dynamic ages. duo. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. right. That could have worked. So, anyway. no, I didn't murder twenty people, guys. Okay. <laughs> and you know, these weren't our best people. You know. Okay. They were so. bringing drugs. They were bringing crime. Oh, so so you're saying you're kind of a vigilante then? Yes, I'm fighting like, crime. I'm like, like the Punisher. I'm like the Punisher. <laughs> I'm like oh Batman. Well, I'm interested I'm to saying. see how many times uh, yeah. uh, the the angry guy responds. He's probably going to call back like yeah. ten more times. So no, we'll, they were we'll great. Find out. Yeah, they were all great kids. They were fun friends of mine. But whatever, <laughs> it's fine. You know. Well, as long yeah. as your conscience is clear, that's fine. Yeah. Um. We got we got another call here. Second mm. call came in from a guy who hated the guest host I had on this. So my friend Sergi was on the show. I liked him. A couple weeks yeah. ago. He's a guitarist right. from a, a band that was huge in the 90s, Sam right. I Am. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was cool. He, he came on the show. It was good to have somebody to fill in. Not to mention he's good friends with Kyle Kinane, who was also a good host. And so, um, yeah, this guy just had an issue with Sergi. Okay. So well. let's play it. Hey, freaking wrong. Um, or really D right now. This dude that you've had on the last two shows is such a fucking annoying douche. <laughs> fucking, ugh. I don't even want to go there because he's probably your friend or something, but God, this guy is fucking annoying. Like, Yikes. I really hope you never have this guy on. Like, I, it's, like, hard to listen to him because it's just so fucking flat. Like, his voice and, like, the shit he talks about, he just kills the fucking show. And I'm like, like, last show, I didn't want to call him because I thought, oh, it's going to be one show of this fucking guy, but you've had him on now again, and it's just going to be killing the show. <laughs> Makes it sound like he was, you know, pulling the wings off a butterfly. The or butterfly he, that is sick and wrong. <laughs> He's like some type of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> just spreading through the, the, the podcast or something. Yeah. I didn't think he was that bad. I no, thought he was like, it, not to mention, Search yeah. is a good uh, guest host because he's a listener. Right. So he knows the format, knows the flow. And uh, yeah, Andy, you know, has friends, lots of friends that uh, we ended up hooking up on the show. So I don't think he was a bad host, host at all, but wow, he really rubbed this guy the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I mean, like, the other guests you're having on are great. I mean, they're, I mean, they're all right. You know, they're, they're good. They're listenable. But, like, this guy is fucking awful. <laughs> and, like, you know, I mean, 
trying to say it, you know, and his fucking, like, long pauses and shit. And then, like, he'll say something and they'll stop. And then he'll start again and, like, fucking, uh, hey, uh, and fucking, like, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And then, like, the shit he talks about, like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Like, it's a fucking comedy show. It's not just fucking, like, like, get off your fucking soapbox. Jesus. Sorry, like, wow. Uh, so angry. Annoying douche. What a critic. There's some irony here, isn't there? Oh uh, no! I don't. I think this guy. Uh, I don't know if this guy's aware of irony. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to think there would be, but I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. And I've been listening to this shit for years. Never have I been so fucking annoyed. <laughs> Since like episode fifty, I started with this. So, dang it. Wow. You know, it, it, it always, it never ceases to amaze me when I find somebody that's like, gets that upset about something. So this guy wrote in, apparently, a lot of people were upset when we talk about Trump, you know, and it's like, I don't really care. Trump sucks. Don't really mm. give a shit. But sure, we're probably going to steer away from politics. It's a comedy show. Shouldn't be. And at this point, it's not even funny anymore. It's yeah. just, it's reality. Right. Anyway, some guy called in because... The first week that you went to rehab, I had a Australian guy and a Casey mm. uh, co-hosting the show, and Casey started going off about how Melania Trump, he really likes Melania Trump, and he's happy that finally, after all these years, there's a first lady you can jerk off to. Right. And so he had this whole thing about this whole spiel about, like, I get to jerk off to Melania Trump, she's so hot, blah, blah, blah. First time I'd ever do that with a first lady. And I think the Australian guy's like, what about Michelle Obama? He's like, eh, I wasn't that attracted to her. And I was like, well, Jackie O, Jackie O, she was, a, she was attractive. I mean, you guys had Lady die. I mean, she was attractive. But she wasn't elected. Oh, yeah, she wasn't elected. <laughs> that doesn't count. But anyway, I was just like, okay, yeah, sure. Melania Trump, very attractive. I'm sure you could jerk off to. And then he says, you know, and Barron's not that bad either. And I was like, mm. okay, you had to go there. Yeah. Like, you know... And I, I was thinking maybe I should cut that out, but I was like, I don't really like to cut things out. Sure. Some guy wrote in, like emailed the emailed me, and was just like, "That's the last straw." After you start talking about Baron Trump, I'm done. You know, I was over you guys when you're talking about Donald Trump because he's a big Trump supporter, right? And you know, I stopped listening. Then I came back, and now you say this about Barron. That's the last straw. Who the straw. fuck cares? And that's what I said. I wrote back. I was like, "That's it." That after yeah. all the horrible things we've said over ten yeah. years of yeah. podcasts, we've said some horrible, horrible things. Talked about like the worst deviancy you can imagine. Right. That one stupid joke yeah. was it. Apparently, with this guy, the thing that annoys him more than anything is the one guest host. Okay, with a, with a funny yeah. voice. Look, it yeah. looks like you're going to get a lawsuit immediately for <laughs> ruining his afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm wondering if, like, yeah, if Melania is going to find out that we've been yeah. chatting about jerking off to her. You know, there was a, a lawsuit. Buddy of mine, I, a guy I met in rehab, I became friendly with. Uh, believe, because first of all, one thing when you're in rehab. All, you end up with a lot of opinions about modern hip-hop. I have a I, lot now. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. And you also have pretty much daily arguments about whether 9-11 was an inside job or not. <laughs> and this one guy was like, no, 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 Michelle Obama's transgender and Obama's gay. And he smokes crack. And this is proof. And look at these YouTube videos. Here's proof. Did they get this from uh, Alex Jones? So much time talking about conspiracy theories in rehab. That's all we talked about. Where do the transgender uh, theory about They're like, Michelle look, Obama look, you from? could see your dick swinging in under her dress. <laughs> and it's like, 
it's like the Zapruder yeah. film. Is there just like, are they like, yeah, they like circle the fucking, exactly. Yeah, circle seriously. The bulge. So many videos. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What? This is insane. He's like, no, no, no. It's, it's, he was just absolutely believed it 100%. Wow. Yeah. So, but that's yeah. right. I mean, in, people go to rehab for a reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, there's going to be a yeah. lot of alternative realities there. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, hopefully uh, getting off the drugs might clear that up. Right. Who knows? Anyway. Good God. Well, uh, you know, there's a good chance I'm probably going to have surgery on the show again. I'll just give you uh, advance warnings so you yeah. can skip that episode. <laughs> you know, now I'm wondering if he's talking about the other guy I had. Because the other guy oh. that was the prostitute guy. Oh. Yeah. Them, mm. But actually, no, he's probably talking about Sergi because yeah, Sergi's yeah. on two times. Right. And, uh, Apparently, yeah, Sergi is history's greatest monster, according to this yeah, guy. According to this guy, yeah. he's worse than Hitler. You're so right. who knows? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, third call we got here is from a, uh, a regular caller. It's been a little while since he's called in and regaled us with one of his fart stories. But this is uh, the epic farter. Great. Uh, Dean Harrison, epic farter here. Just thought I would uh, update you on a bit of japery that's been happening in our office down at Oxford Brooks University. Um, We do have quite a fun relationship in that office. I work with the team that are based at the university and um, there's quite a bit of farting going on in there. It's quite a small office. Um, Is Godzilla rising up out of the fucking sea in the background? What is going on here? I'm thinking he's driving. He's in traffic or something. All right. We often exchange farts between me and one of the guys who I'm friendly with, and uh, yeah, it sounds a bit gay, but, uh, but no, it's just a bit of uh, fun flatulence. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that's one type of office banter I do not engage in. No. I can imagine that happening. Is that common in the U.S., like you, you, you and your cubicle mate just mm. farting left to right? I'd never even heard of it before. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, I could imagine in my office if you did that, I think right. you, it'd be an HR issue. Human resources but, would have a, t- hang on, a chat I mean, this, with you. This guy says he's at Oxford Brooks University. I don't think he's on the teaching staff, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably the janitorial division, okay. I'm assuming. Um, got a little bit out of hand yesterday. Um, I purchased online some these things called fart bombs. Um, we used to get them in little glass capsule vials and you'd stand on them and they'd break and they'd stink like crazy. Oh, I remember those. Eggs. Great. Um, but there's a new sort out uh, which I've been looking at on YouTube and they're like a little sachet and you pierce the little capsule inside it swells up and then it explodes he's fucking serious about this shit <laughs> wow he's this like guy... doing research about which one like which one's right for me you he, know he's almost like a fart terrorist right yeah doesn't it sound like he's like resorting do, do to like do you think he's just actually had all his olfactory nerves removed so he's immune That that's a good question yeah I wonder if he's like yeah immune to the smell ah. but yet yeah but what I'm wondering about though I mean he is the epic farter you think he could deal the type of flatulence that would measure up to the the, the fart bombs and you get this fizzing sulfur and vinegar mixture um what i didn't sort of work into the plan was that they're really bloody strong um i mean you've smelt rotten eggs before you know what a fart smells like but this stuff was absolutely evil um uh, yesterday the boss had been in uh, it was me and two guys left in the office so I cracked the little capsule slipped it into the bin next to the desk uh, retreated and shut the door behind me and watched from outside as the sort of chaos, chaos uh, commenced 
Um, the guy who I work with, Pete, is always farting with me. Um, he uh, <laughs> started to twitch around and work out what buddies. was going on. Um, the other guy was cooking something in the microwave and he thought the microwave had exploded because it was such a loud bang. Then I saw Pete. I, th- I think sh- Ricky Gervais has got an idea for a whole new story here. <laughs> yeah. Did this ever happen in the office? I'm trying, I'm trying to yeah, think if sounds, this ever happened yeah, in the office. Sounds like something that would, but... Well, okay, I, well, one thing I don't get here. So, okay, it's a... It's a like I'm a, trying to think of, of ways fun. in which somebody could accidentally die. Well, it sounds like it exploded. The guy thought the right. microwave, so it makes a yeah. sound. It was like definitely an auditory like explosion right. here. Yeah. John, I'm afraid three people died in your... Crank, you're fired. <laughs> it smells like shit. Yeah. And then he went over towards the bin and you could see it was like being hit in the face with a poo bat. It must have been pretty pungent. He says poo bat like it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. like this is totally normal. Yeah. Yeah, but you can just buy one down the store. Yeah, well, what is it? Like a cricket bat just covered in shit? Yeah. <laughs> okay, poo bat. Yeah. That's a very common thing. Just hit some dog shit with it and then you got a poo bat. There you go. <laughs> And then uh, that's when I walked in to the chaos. And I'll be honest, that is probably one of the worst smells I've smelled for a long time, even my own ass. Um, it was pretty rancid. Um, I then laughed a lot. So I tried to say it wasn't me, but they knew who it was. Um, and because I'd thrown it in the bin, I could pick it up and walk it through. So I had to take it through two workshops. It's like, who do you think did this? That filthy savage? <laughs> Who farts a lot or anyone else? Yeah. We're going to go with the first suspect. I'm going to say the farting yeah, Philistine yeah, yeah. over yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not like he walked through the workshop. I think he is probably on like the construction crew. I don't right, think yeah. he's a professor. <laughs> but maybe. Maintenance. Yeah, yeah maintenance. Yeah. yeah. To the outside. But by doing that, I seem to spread the smell through the whole of the building. And uh, an hour later, it still fucking stunk. Um, it would be funny if he's like just like he's like Don of comparative literature or something. You know? <laughs> okay. Was rancid, and during that hour, the boss came back and was pretty disgusted. Um, so disgusted, in fact, that he emailed my boss and told him what had happened. Told him that he was disgusted, and uh, yeah, I got a bit of a bollocking this morning for that. Um, apparently, he wanted to have a meeting um, yesterday. And oh my god! What have you got so written bad. up? So yeah, a bit of a bollocking from the japery, but it was very enjoyable. Uh, I'm sure I've got to go and apologise to somebody today, but yeah, it's a bit of fun. Um, but don't underestimate the power of a stink bomb. Uh, my arse is bad, but that was pretty damn awful. No, anything <laughs> called a bomb. Don't underestimate it, you know? I feel really bad for this guy's wife. Do you yeah. think this guy's married? I think not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dollars and donuts probably right, say right. no. But yeah. he's he's been on the show before. He's done oh no, we've had many tales of epic farts coming out of this guy's mm. ass. And you get uh, a dietary advice for maximization effect, do <laughs> you? You know, he's never actually revealed his technique. Oh. I think it's just innate. I think he's just born. Like you know how like uh, you know the, there's X Men. Like the mutants have a certain mutant ability. I think this guy it's his yeah. farts. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that. Um, keep up the good show, guys. It's, it's really good fun listening to you in uh, on the way to boring Oxford, sat in traffic. Um, the stuff you come out with is great. I love Harrison's uh, sex stories and 
tickling with feathers and D. That you, never happened. You sound like a good laugh, mate. I'd love to see you if you come out here again. Um, and you, Harrison, seeing as you were only down the road from me, but seeing as you were in remission, then, you know, I can understand. And you wouldn't want to mix with people with a smelly ass, really. But, yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. You take care of yourselves, and uh, no doubt I will speak to you again soon. Take it sleazy. All right, well, All thank right. you there, Epic Farter. Yeah. I, I do love this guy's tale. Every mm-hmm. tale that this guy tells is, uh, is, is usually very hilarious. I think he's plagiarizing Canterbury Tales at this point. I don't know. You know? <laughs> I, I do think, though, he could go yeah. into a pub and clear the pub. I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. this guy has a mutant ability with his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, if I do come to the UK, or if we end up going to the UK, we should definitely hang out with this guy. The just man have a with the million-dollar ass. Yeah, yeah. just right. wear a mask. Ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> I might just have to yeah. wear a gas mask or something. Well, I wonder what happened. Like in the U.S., if that happened in my office, if I came in the office and I threw a stink bomb in the trash, I would be fired. Yeah, <laughs> like there would just be no questions asked. I'd yeah. be called down to yeah. HR. I would be fired. They would think it was some kind of chemical attack. Yeah. This- <laughs> <laughs> you know, and here it would be like they would think it was a chemical attack. Yeah, because like this guy's a fart terrorist. This is what. This is a, a prank? Yeah. Excuse me? No, the word was japery. Japery. Yeah. No, no, it's japery. You don't understand. This is harmless japery yeah, yeah, yeah. going on here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, people call the show, 323-522-4032. We have time for one email. Didn't get who this was sent in by, actually. I, I'm sorry about that. It was sent in just as sent from my iPad. He goes, where to begin? I think he's talking about last week's show. He goes, where to begin? Gollywogs. When I was in reception, which I think is comparable to your kindergarten, uh, my mother genuinely sent me dressed as a gollywog to fancy dress day. What is fancy dress day? Is that a thing in England? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it would be some kind of a special day at school where people dress us or something. It's like Halloween? or yeah. is it? Not, not in my day, but I, mean, I guess it happens. Okay. So he, he went dressed as a gollywog to fancy dress day, <laughs> yeah. which, I mean, I'm assuming is like, yeah, dressing up in blackface, you know, uh, nowadays uh, this would have been like 1988-89 I don't know what she was thinking and thankfully no photo evidence exists as it could really ruin my run for prime minister I'm sure that's going to happen uh, 24 hour party people is a wicked movie and a lot of it was filmed in a place called Rock World which was our go to nightclub as 15 year olds in Manchester um, you seen 24 hour party people? sure that's a great movie yeah. about that whole uh, uh, factory music scene uh, Friday nights was 9 p.m. till 7 a.m. for the ecstasy and acid casualties. All the early factory gig scenes in the movie were filmed in there, and we were extras in the crowd. But I've never managed to get a look of us. Um, sadly, they closed the club a few years ago, but I still get all the reminiscent watching it for the great nights I've spent there off my face. I also went to the same college as all the members of The Verve, who did Bittersweet Symphony, uh, though I was a few years after. All right. So, yeah. We were, we were talking about some of that English that English music at the time. I'm so, just great. This wasn't an email accusing me of like Bosnian war crimes or something. <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking. So it's funny. Yeah. He brings up that we had a whole discussion about gollywogs last week. Cause we had a uh, English comedian, Matt Kirshen on. And uh, I brought up like, I was at, it was uh, some, some estate sale and they were selling Piccadilly figurines. And he, he brought up the story of the gollywogs. And we were talking about this before the show started about the jam. They yeah. used it as a, uh, I guess what was it? Just on their their jars? Yeah. yeah well, it, this was 
everywhere when I was a child. Really popular jam, strawberry, raspberry, whatever. A little label at the back, and you just slipped up, peeled back the label, and there was a little paper gollywog inside. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what the origin of it was, or even why people thought customers would want a gollywog in the back of their jam jar label. Well, what's the association? Just gollywogs like jam? No idea. <laughs> so what was the deal with that, though? Because back, I'm, I'm assuming in your day, it wasn't you know, considered a racist thing. It wasn't considered offensive I mean, to had, be a gollywog. There, there was certainly you could go to a toy shop and you could buy stuffed gollywogs. You could buy a gollywog. Like, even, just like a teddy bear. Well, I grew up in, in South Africa. And even in the 80s in South Africa, you could buy a gollywog doll. Like you could get one. Like you could. I mean, it was still. But then again, South Africa is much more racist than the UK. But when did it, when did it become like I guess politically incorrect to have one? I think all these things happened slowly over time. I, you know, I can remember when I was a child, there was a dreadful show on British television called the Black and White Minstrel Show. Where a lot of a lot of white men black up completely, wear white suits, and do song and dance numbers. Wow, pretending it's like Amos and Andy. I, I mean. And there was no self-awareness at all. So did you watch it? Like, oh, yeah, it's regular TV. It's no, normal. no, I didn't like the music or the songs or anything. But I do remember watching this thing and thinking, this is really odd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard, though, we were talking about the jam, that yeah. they decided to, you know, they're like, hey, it's not politically correct to have a, golly, a racist caricature on our advertising our jam. Sure. So they end up removing it and redesigning the packaging. And I guess there's a bit of an uproar. Like, people were upset. That they're like, hey, where's the gollywog? As if that was like a thing that they need to sell jam. I don't know. <laughs> well, all I know is I need to go home and jerk off to a picture of Aunt Jemima. <laughs> because that's where I'm at right now. That is not racist. You should yeah. do it because it's been a long time, right. it sounds like. Yeah. Anyway, people email the show, sickroundpodcasthotmail.com. iTunes, best way to listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. We do appreciate that. Boost visibility. Also, if you want to buy some Sick and Wrong merch, you can go to the Cafe Press store. It's just cafepress.com slash sickandwrong. Uh, you can also go to sickroundpodcast.com slash store, and there's a link over there. Uh, finally here, for the song of the week, um, do you know March 9th? was the 20th anniversary of Biggie Small's death. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Yeah. Mm. Biggie Small um, died uh, yeah, nine years ago, or mm. 20 years ago. So 1997, March 9th. Okay. Yeah, believe it or not. Um, people say that everything in rap changed on March 9th, 1997. Okay. On that day, 20 years ago, Christopher Wallace, the notorious B.I.G., hip-hop's biggest artist at that time. I don't know if you could say that's arguable. But well, physically, he was the biggest. He was physically the biggest artist yeah. of that time. Yeah. And arguably the greatest rapper ever. In my opinion, he is my favorite rapper. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, he was shot dead in the passenger seat of a green Chevrolet Suburban after leaving a Vibe magazine party in L.A. Mm -hmm. They've never caught the killers. Yeah. You know? Although if you watch that documentary, they pretty much figure it out. Who would they say it was? The Nick, say the Nick, what the fuck is his name in? Is The guy who did the, you know, the... Uh, Kurt and Courtney, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. That same guy. I forget. Some but asshole, didn't he say it was, a, it was a gang thing, right? I feel like it was some ex-cop or something. That was it ex-cop that you're Hired baby? by, yeah, something like that. An ex-cop. Hmm. I don't know. I forget. I saw the documentary. Watch the fucking documentary. 
But anyway, they say yeah. that the world of rap changed after that day. Whether it did, right. whether it didn't, I'm used to say for sure. However, I, I do. I can honestly say rap now is definitely not as good as it was in 1997. Oh my god, it's so terrible. Oh, it's, they I all even, sound like they don't even want to be here. They're just like it's. There's no to, There's no flow or cadence. Well, too you, much scissorp. Not enough. That's my point exactly. Like, have you heard that band Migos? Yes. It doesn't even sound like they're really rap. Like, it's unintelligible. The lyrics, it's like, going in the club, bitch, I'm a dick. That's a song. That's a lyric. There's no, like, rhyming structure. Like, Biggie. So so the song I'm going to It's like they all, they're like, you know what? Who should we sound like when we rap? Ben Stein. That's who we should fucking sound like now when we rap. But it sounds garbled. Like, (laughs) I I don't know if it's the same producer that produces a certain type of music in Atlanta, but it all sounds the same. It's all very difficult to decipher, and it's all immensely popular. Because that's that's what what everyone likes these days. I'm going to go back in time and find whoever created Auto-Tune and burn them alive. And that's what it is. It's like these guys are, like, they're not even rapping. They're not rhyming. There's no rhyming structure to it. They're just, like, saying a bunch of, like, incoherent verses, but it's auto-tuned. Yeah. So it sounds like there's like a, a beat going behind it yeah. and it sounds like it rhymes it's terrible while I'm there I'll also kill Daniel Tosh as a baby because fuck I, him I would appreciate that yeah uh, but anyway I'm gonna end the show here with this one of my favorite Biggie songs called Kick in the Door mm. and this song is uh, produced by you know his, uh, P. Diddy Sean Puffy Combs sure. and he actually sampled Screaming Jay Hawkins I Put a Spell on You okay sure. and you can hear every single word mm. that Biggie uh, Biggie is uttering here so we're gonna end the show here with Kick in the Door Biggie, by Biggie Smalls from the album Life After Death. Uh, rest in peace there, Biggie. Um, Stephen, thanks for being on the show. Welcome. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks. It's a pleasure to have you here, and I uh, wish you a safe travels. Safe travels back to the UK. And uh, Harrison, thanks. I'm, it's about damn time you came back. I'm back! It's good to, good to have you yeah. back. It's looks, good to be uh, back. Looks healthy. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy to have you back. It's nice that we don't have to have a bunch of random co-hosts on right. the show. No, I missed you. I missed you. It's yeah. good to have you back. Anyway, people, we'll be back next week with episode 575. Until then, take it sleazy. Biggie. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh. This goes out to Biggie. you. This goes out to you and you and you. Biggie. You. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you and you. You, huh? Your reign on the top was short like leprechauns as I crush so-called willies, thugs, and rapper dons. Uh, get in that ass quick, fast like Ramadan. It's that rap phenomenon, Don Dada. Fuck Papa, you gotta call me Francis M H. White intake like toast, tote iron. Was told in shootouts, stay low and keep firing. Keep extra clips for extra shit. Who's next to flip on that cat with that grip on rap? The most shady, Frankie baby. Ain't no telling where I may be. May see me in D.C. at Howard Homecoming with my man Capone drumming fucking something. You should know my steelo went from 10 G's for blow to 30 G's a show to all G's with O's I've never seen before. So Jesus, get off the notorious. Before I squeeze and bust If the beef between us We can settle it With the chrome and metal shit I make it hot Like a kettle get You're delicate You better get Who sent you You still pedal shit I got more rides Than great adventure Biggie How are you gonna do it? Kicking the door, waving the 4-4 All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more Kicking the door, waving the 4-4 All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more Kicking the door, waving the 4-4 All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more Kicking the door, waving the 4-4 
the door, waving the 4-4. Uh -huh. All you heard uh -huh. Papa, uh -huh. don't hit me no more. On your mark, get set when I spark your wet. Look how dark it get when you mark for death. Should I start your breath or should I let you die? In fear, you start to cry, ask why. Lyrically, I'm worship. Don't front the word sick. You cursed it, but rehearsed it. I drop unexpectedly like bird shit. You herbs get stuck quickly for royalties and show money. Don't forget the publishing, I punish them. I'm done uh -huh. with them, son. I'm surprised you run with them. I think they got coming them, cause they nothing but dicks. Trying to blow up like nitro and dynamite sticks. Mad, I smoke hydro, rock diamonds, that's sick. Got paid off my flow, rhyme with my own clip. Take trips to Cairo, laying with your bitch. I know you praying you was rich, fucking prick. When I see you, I'ma kick in the door, waving the 4-4. Uh -huh. Hold your hood with Papa, don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, waving the 4-4. Hold your hood with Papa, don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, waving the 4-4. Hold your hood with Papa, don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, waving the 4-4. Hold your hood with Papa, don't hit me no more. This goes out for those that choose to use disrespectful views on the king of NY. Fuck that, why try? Throw bleach in your eye. Now you're brailing it. Slash that light shit, I'm scaling it. Conscience of your nonsense. In 88, so more powder than Johnson and Johnson. Choke steel like Bronson. Vigilante, you wanna get on, son? You need to ask me. Ain't no other kings in this rap thing. They siblings, nothing but my children. One shot, they disappearing. Uh. It's ill when MCs used to be on party shit. Took home. Ready to die, listen, study shit Now they on some money shit Successful out the blue, they lightweight Fragilly, my nine milli make the white shake That's why my money never funny And you still recouping Stupid, 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 stupid I, I probably wouldn't say it's as cool as like a birthright trip Because I've heard now kids go on birthright And have sex and do drugs and have a lot of fun I got to actually do educational things. I got to go see stuff and like climb Masada and all yes. that. But I remember we were in the Shuk, you know, the Israeli or the Arab market. The souk. And the souk. The souk. And we were walking around and my my dad was really good at haggling. Like my father could just go in there and be like, you know, I'll give you two shekels. Yeah. And the people would be like, please, sir, my son's dying of leprosy. Yeah. It's like two shekels. And my dad would get it or whatever. So I wanted to get this t-shirt from my brother that said fighting for peace is like fucking for virginity because mm. I knew my brother would love this and so I was like I went over and I was like I'll go get it and my dad's like do you need help and I was like no I'll go and so I walk across the street and I go in there and the guy wanted 10 shekels for it and I was like I'll give you five and the guy's like ooh big American ooh big American and then his friend came out from the back and like ooh tough American and I was just like and I just ran across yeah. the street and just left. Yeah. And then my dad's like, what happened? And I was like, well, they kind of made fun of me. And he's yeah. like, I'll go get it. And he yeah. goes back and he got it for like three shekels yeah. or something, whatever. Yeah. But it, it, I was, I've been getting flashbacks as I've been going back and forth haggling. I think they're exploiting my innate ability. Yeah. I am pretty good at it, actually. <laughs> Gone down to 15 grand. Well, the big question there, of course, is nature or nurture. You know? Yeah, I wonder what. It, yeah, I wonder if it's nature or nurture. <laughs> check it, check, check. All right.